This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for Docs That Rock comes from Manscaped.com. Manscaped provides precisionly engineered tools in men's below-the-belt grooming. So this holiday season, if you know someone that needs to tame the mane, then recommend Manscaped.com. So what is it anyway? Well, Manscaped.com provides a range of products to make the experience of male personal grooming a little bit more enjoyable. For a start, they've got the Lawnmower 2.0, which is waterproof, it's rechargeable, and most importantly, it's got precision skin safe technology. Speaking of safety, they also provide a mat that you can stand on while performing your personal grooming. And this makes it easier for you to clean up afterwards. And believe me guys, this might not only just save your life, but your relationship also. Trimming the hedge isn't the only thing to men's grooming. There's some nice little bits of aftercare as well. So if you or the man in your life is looking for that perfect package this Christmas, why not log on to manscaped.com? You've got 20% off and free shipping in the US if you enter the promo code BIGHEADS. That's 20% off at manscaped.com and free shipping in the US if you enter the promo code BIGHEADS. So treat your nads a tad this Christmas. This offer is only available for US listeners. <music> Hello and welcome to Docs That Rock. I'm Tracy Ferguson. And I'm Sharita Darcy. Well, hello, Sharita. Here we are again. I know. Talking. It's so exciting. Talking, talking, talking writing, mm. writing. Watching, watching. Reviewing, reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> laughing, laughing. Always laughing. Oh, always, always laughing. With the laughing. The laughing. Tracy, I have to tell you. Yes. Honestly, you need to watch Fleabag. Okay. It's just filthy. Oh, the, right. Why do I need to watch it? <laughs> you know, friend of the podcast, imaginary friend of the podcast, Andrew Scott. Oh, no, he's completely unaware of us, but we have... Oh, we, we met have, him. We have made him. We, we met him oh, together. We were in company with him. You were in company with him. You've I met him twice. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, at a festival, we must be clear, in a crowded room with other people. I was actually crossing the road... And I saw who at that time his most famous role was Moriarty in um, Sherlock Holmes. Yes, he's so good. And I was crossing, imagine this, you're crossing across traffic and you see Moriarty coming towards you and he flashes his bing smile. And I stopped in the middle of the road and turned around to walk back the other way and nearly got hit by a car. And then I was like, I'm sorry, Mr. Scott, how are you? Can I take a photograph because my brother's a big fan and I just wanted to really annoy him. And he's like, yeah, 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 no problem. <laughs> and are you OK? And I was like, clearly not. Oh. And then a, a couple of hours later, we met again in the Radisson as part of the Goy film fla. I believe you were there that particular yes. night, but you did not speak to him at all, even though you were within yeah. 50 feet of him. I, I just wanted to give him his space. You didn't know he was there, We Tracy. have the rest of our lives together, I thought. So, no, let him enjoy his one of his last night out with the lads. 
So, um, yeah, no, he's, he seems, I'm glad to hear he's cool because that's, he's a really cool guy. Oh, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've always loved, since Dead Bodies, I've actually loved him as an actor. I've always thought he was He's so good as an actor. Just, he's so good. Just something very, but now he has taken off because he's hot priest <laughs> from Fleabag. <laughs> well, that's, I'm sure that's his goal, his so, own. Not only career ambition. <laughs> not only is he a hot priest, <laughs> so Fleabag has given us more Andrew Scott. It's given us gin in tin like I've never seen before in the local supermarkets. You can get gin and tonic pre-mixed in a tin, which is great. Gin in a tin, it's a Fleabag thing. was there before. No, there's more of it now. Oh, there's more of it now. There's more different kinds. There's more of it. There's pink gin in a tin. There's, <laughs> there's yellow gin in a tin. With grapefruit in it. Hmm, There's interesting. <laughs> you okay, Barbara? It's good to go through all the different kinds. <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew Scott is, uh, I must say, then also during that trip visited a theatre company that I do some work with sometimes called the Blue Teapot Theatre Company. And they're pretty amazing. And he spent a day with the actors and uh, answered every question under the sun. And uh, was just an all around great person. They do some great work, all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great to see someone have such an interest in a theatre company mm. like Blue Teapot. Um, actually, I believe their feature Sanctuary was quite good and quite well received mm. at the festival great market. feature film. There yeah. you go. Yeah, with um, Christian O'Reilly wrote that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you are now. Very important. So, yes, so Andrew Scott, more of him. More of Andrew Scott. Mm-hmm. If Andrew Scott ever makes a documentary, I want to review that documentary. It's like a thing he do, you know. It could be anything. It could be Andrew Scott talks socks. I'd be like, I'm into that. Andrew Scott asks you to kneel. So you have to Trudy, watch Fleabag. you take it to a dark place every time. That's Fleabag. It's poor, an in-joke. Poor Andrew. I know. Right. Andrew, if we do review your Andrew Scott talks socks documentary, hotly anticipated... Um, we'll put Sharita behind glass when you come in here for your own protection. <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> He's mine. Oh, is he okay? Mm-hmm, yes. He just doesn't know that. No, he doesn't know. Because he hasn't met you yet because you were 50 well, feet away and I you would, I didn't jump on him, either if did, that's what you mean. Either did I. I was just merely shocked. <laughs> I totally did. I totally, <laughs> like an idiot. I didn't even realise I had done it at the time. But it happened. Anything else? That you, no. Any other exciting stuff that went on since I saw you last? Nothing. <laughs> Just fun and frolics. Raspberry tea documentaries. What documentaries are you watching? Hmm, lots of them. Ooh, mm. Exciting. I'm really liking The Game Changers. On Netflix. Um, it's on, it's been on quite a few different panels. I think it's currently on Netflix. Depends when this episode comes out, but it's pretty good. Plant-based poaching, protein. It's well, it's about how the meat industry has falsely advertised to pro athletes for many, many years. Now, you know me and I am a bit of a pro athlete. So. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It speaks to me directly. (laughs) Barbara, what are you laughing at? Oh, yeah, Barbara's laughing there. Oh, yeah, I'm never off the treadmill. Those weight weighing machines, are they, is that what you call them? Weight machines? I'm a pro. So, um, you mean yeah. the actual weights <laughs> the, themselves? Is that what? I'll write that down. Or is it dumbbells? I <clears> wonder. 
No, no, I, you wouldn't understand. There's a lot of lingo that goes, you see, in, oh, in the industry. Okay. Yeah. Like the, what? Oh, you, you wouldn't. It would take a masterclass Spotting. to really even get into it, you know, but and, um, um, lunging and things. Oh, no, hang on. Um, I know one of these burpees. <laughs> I hear people talking about how to, to do planking yeah. and burpees. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm way beyond planking and burpees. Oh, <laughs> I'd be flat out planking on the way couch 99% yeah, of the time. Way past that. So, you know, I'm liking that one. Mm-hmm. And we might do maybe Bombshell Hedy Lamar. Oh, absolutely. Kind. I want to do that one. Um, yeah, that's a really great one too. So, yeah, no, a little bit of everything actually. Mm, and a lot of people are talking about um, Tell Me Who I Am mm. on Netflix. So interesting times ahead for documentaries. Of course, there's no surprise because there's a couple of festivals coming up so everyone's getting their docs in. Mm, lots of festivals. Mm. 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 So, um, will we talk about a documentary? <laughs> yeah. This week, we're going to look at Dreams of a Life, 2011 documentary by director Carl Morley. Yes, it's a very cheery, uplifting uh, look at chipmunks and their activities in the... <laughs> No, I know. I find this so sad, this documentary. So I find it kind of hard to talk about. But it's a great, it is a very good, I love it. I think it's a great documentary. It's about Joyce Carol Vincent, found in in London in 2006. Um, She had died three years previously in her apartment and nobody had missed her. And she was just 38 years old. So, as I say, a cheery, uplifting (laughs) We're laughing at the fact that we're trying to <laughs> hide our discomfort. Mm. Uh, both of us, and it's testament to Carol Morley, were very affected by the story. And you know what? It's um, uh, The director uh, was on the tube in London and came across a copy of The Sun tabloid newspaper where they were reporting this. And uh, it just hit her so hard. And she thought, I have to find out what happened here. Um, and then I think they're just because there are so many specifics in the documentary that's what really brings it home to you because if you hear that a body was recovered you think ah well you know we're desensitized but when they painted the picture and they went in and half wrapped Christmas presents are beside her and the TV was still on after three years and the fact that when they do interview everybody you know they nobody has anything negative to say they all liked her but didn't miss her and I think that's kind of horrifying and terrifying for all of us I know. Her exes, I found Martin in particular, um, the kind of guy, you know, it was like, I just can't understand all these people, her work colleagues, her exes, her sisters, you know, they were all surprised to find out that her father was still alive. He had actually survived her. Um, Whereas when they knew her in real life, they thought her father had died because there was parts of her that she kept very private. And yet all these people thought that they knew her. But obviously there was there was something that she some things that she just never spoke about. She was a very beautiful woman by all accounts and and got a lot of attention from men. And they talked about that quite openly, um, you know, and I found that that maybe might have been some of the reason why she disappeared. It would appear the documentary is alluding to that she did spend some time in a women's refuge and she may have been a victim of some kind of domestic violence. Um, it could happen to anyone. And the way it happened to this lively, bubbly, beautiful person that everybody 
wanted to be like, you know, and that she was a singer and she had this recording thing. She said something that was, can you remember what she said? She sang something that was uh, very common. Like a lot of people knew her voice because they played it on the radio a lot or something like that. So they knew they knew her voice. They'd heard her voice quite a lot. And um, it just felt like, to me, it's like it's so easy to get isolated to the point that nobody would miss you. You always assume everybody knows people, work colleagues or whatever, that fell off the face of the earth. You don't know where they went or what happened to them. Mm, it's but it's rare. It's highly rare that you know they usually then they le- they leave and they're moving to Australia or there, and you know it's our tendency as humans to understand something when we have a reason behind it. So if if it was um, it had come out that she'd fallen out with everybody and she had a really abusive boyfriend at the time, which she didn't, um, then you kind of can explain it away, or you can explain depression, or you can explain just wanting to lose touch with everybody in the world and having agoraphobia or something. There's no real reason for this. There's no, we're not given anything. And I think that's what well, makes we, it. Well, we never know. Is the no, thing. never. And, and really tragically was that someone did hire a private investigator and the private investigator got in contact with her sisters who wrote letters to her. But she had already died mm-hmm. at that point. And look at it, it's just, it's it's such an horrendous story. I think the thing for me that really hit home was I had an asthma attack. I live on my own and I had an asthma attack while I was on my own. And Joyce died of an asthma attack while she was on her own. And that is scary, you know, and it is terrifying if you're on your own because when you can't breathe, you can't call an ambulance, you can't call a taxi. You know what I mean? You can't breathe. You can't, sometimes you can't even get down the stairs to get a cup of coffee or your inhaler doesn't work or whatever. You know, it's quite terrifying if there's no one there you can turn to. So, you know, I mean, it was very real to me when it happened that this was right in my head. You know, this was exactly what I was thinking. Would you get one of those special bracelets? The alert. Well, I only I have fallen and I can't get up. Can't get help. Because um, someone told me the other day that they're giving them out in sort of libraries and pharmacies Are in really? Galway. Yeah, for um, for anyone who feels they need it. But in, in particular, the elderly or anybody who's had an operation and is living on their own or anything like that. And all they have to do is, if they go down, it senses that you're down for a long time and it's not your sleep time. And it just sends an alert. Well, I do a lot of planking on the couch. So you do might you? get a few alerts. <laughs> <laughs> Every day there's an alert going out from Sharina's house. I'm busy uh, recording. Six hour Netflix <laughs> marathon again. Oh, hello, Sharita. I have fallen one. and I can't get up again <laughs> from the couch. No, um, I don't really need anything. But while you're on your way, some oh, raspberry tea would be yes. nice. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, yes, I'm going to do that. No, I'm not going to. Not going. Those things need to be for people who actually. But, but like asthma sufferers should probably have them if they're on their own. Well, generally speaking, the the rule of thumb is that you keep your asthma in control so it doesn't get to an attack ah. stage. And uh, whatever was happening with me, it got out of control at that point. But she also suffered from very serious stomach pain. So we don't know if that might have contributed. She was actually hospitalised in February 2003 with stomach pain and she was dead in December 2003. So we don't know if she had like symptoms that she wasn't describing because, and this is horrible, they, it was skeletal remains that they found. So there's no way of telling how she actually died. There was no, 
there was no way. Her TV was still on. Her electricity mm. was still running. Her, because it, it was all being paid by a local council. Um, so I think we're going to take a little break just for a moment and maybe um, hear about some of the other wonderful podcasts on the Big Heads Media Network. Indeed. Mm-hmm. They're all great. But the one that we picked today is this one it's coming up right now. Do you love a good story? Her American Story is a podcast for anyone who loves a good story. First and second generation American women share their American experience. Sharing our stories helps us to relate to one another, build understanding, as well as provide representation for those that need it most. I grew up in a smaller American town and lacked representation in my community and simply in media at that time. I created something I wanted to hear. I hope this podcast reaches those that need it most, as well as serves as a collection of simply interesting stories. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HerAMStory. Everyone has the story. Share yours with me. Email me at HerAmericanStory at gmail.com. Hello and we're back. Hi. Hi. Told you it was a good ad. That was such a good ad. Mm, I mean, that's how ads should be done. Yeah. Really. We need to read. Barbara, can you write that down? We need to re-record our ad. Thank you very much. Yes, we do, actually. Uh, Yeah. So, no, for me, the scariest, most terrifying part of this is that nobody actually missed her and went in search of her for three years. That's so sad at 38 years old. And I read something online. There was somebody was commenting on it quite recently. And they said that for them, they wonder now with Facebook... Mm-hmm. Even with a Facebook friend who means nothing to you, but you'd still notice if they weren't active for a long time. Well, or you'd kind of be keeping it. If it was somebody you were following or you were interested in uh, digitally. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think in 2006, I'd say Facebook was nearly at its height. Mm, yeah, but a lot of people still didn't have counts, though, because I still remember setting up one around that year for the Arts Festival. Maybe so. So, um, and that's an international festival. Uh, I think it was definitely taking off, and but not to the extent where we're living on our devices, whereas we are now. But, um, and I don't know what that means, whether it's something that you would notice if somebody disappeared or you wouldn't. Would it help? Would it hinder? Because you just think, oh, they've deleted their account or they're inactive or they've unfriended me. Yeah. Or what? So, the fear. Or mm. you're banned or something. So I don't know if more uh, connectivity means really less actual connectivity. I don't think even if she had, although it's an interesting question, if she had social media, would she have been the type of person who would have been active on Facebook? Because it appeared to me like that because there were friends of hers who thought they knew her really well, who didn't know her. Um... You know, it's 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 a difficult one. You don't At know. At the end of the day, I really wanted to have met her. There's a, the last scene in this, the really harrowing scene uh, for me is when she turns, she she talks about how she met Nelson Mandela. And um, you can see her in the crowd and her face turns and you get to see her face. There's footage of her face. And this is this is her. That's her there. That's her, you know, and it is that kind of very soon after that. She would die and for three years, nobody would find her. And, you know, there was mail still coming in on the doorstep. Mm. It's just so sad. You know, you do wonder, nobody noticed anything. And again, it's um, it's it really interesting that it's in the middle of a big city because some people are the loneliest when they're surrounded by other people. And she was obviously giving presents to someone. 
So who was she giving the presents to? And had she planned something? And if she didn't turn up, how did they justify? Oh, well, you know, she was supposed to come for Christmas and she didn't turn up. I mean, I don't know. It just makes you think about it. It makes you wonder. makes you very sad. If I didn't turn up anywhere for a certain period of time, how long would it take someone to notice? Probably if I didn't turn up to Docs at Rock (laughs) podcast recording, that might be something. Or for work. Definitely Mm. for work. For work. And I think that that's the thing. Of course we'd notice if you weren't here. Wouldn't we, Barbara? Would you, though? I'd notice if I was talking to myself, to be honest. Would you? Would she, though? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that if we didn't have a pro athlete in the room, that we'd notice Thank God I'm here. (laughs) How would we not notice the pro athlete? Oh, yeah, hurry up. We have to finish this so I can go do squat things. <laughs> Immediately. Diddly squat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now I think we should change the name of the show to Pecs That Rock. No. Too much? Too much? No. Hmm. You're not allowed any more sugar. How come you get so energetic when you're being mean? I love it. I do like being me. Shocking girl. Just spurs me on. I think, to be honest with you, we're just both trying to kind of (laughs) get away from the fact that this is just such a horrendous thing that have happened to this poor woman. Yes, we are. It's terrible. It's so sad. It's so so sad. sad. And depressing. And you do hear, like, you know, of people. I think a man died in his cubicle. He had a heart attack and he was there for a week. And, like, he died in an office cubicle and this kind of stuff. Do you know? It's like, that's pretty bad, isn't it? That's pretty bad. Why are you laughing? I don't know why. (laughs) I'm so sorry. But I just, I give myself visuals. And then they crack me up. Do you think this, this I'm trying to bring, how am I the sensible one? How did that happen? (laughs) No. If you'd like this, you'd like what? Depression. Pro-athletism. Um, I think, to be honest with you, some people do like watching the main takeaway from this is stay close to your friends in the honour of God. (laughs) Be (laughs) nice to people and try very hard. And, you know, I mean, I I do think, to be fair, that I do think that this was she was a victim of domestic abuse. She was systematically isolated. And I think that that perhaps this is why this happened. Um, And I think that she may have been. I think that maybe this is what happened, but I do. I feel very sorry that I feel that when the presence, she may have been trying to psych herself up to re-engage with society and just found it very difficult. And that's why I find this is so tragic. If you like this documentary, then I don't know. There's something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 not that it's not a really good documentary. It is really good. It's really good. It's an incredible piece of work. It's incredibly sad. Um, but it is very poignant. Mm. Um, but if you've just watched it, I suggest that you just go into Netflix and go to the comedy section and start watching all the Pitch Perfects and everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything. even Pitch Perfect three, even watch Fleabag mm-hmm. because it's filthy. Mm. Andrew Scott is in it, and there's gin in in a tin. Gin in a tin. <laughs> gin, in, gin in a tin. <laughs> Um, and yourself, what do you have? Oh, I'm just, no, I was I was thinking along the same lines as you actually just watched some comedy. Yeah, after yeah. After this. Yeah. Um, Bob's Burgers. Probably the silliest, the better. I've never seen Bob's Burgers. What's that like? It's actually quite good. It's a cartoon. Um, it's completely silly. 
Um, but they have really good voices, comedic voices in it. So, yeah, I think so anything really, really funny would be good. Maybe um, some of the light-hearted documentaries, such as... Such as The Natural History of a Crane Toad, which is actually yes. hilarious. And, <laughs> it's absolutely uh, hilarious. Behind the Curve is quite amusing. Behind the Curve. Mm-hmm. Um, the King of Kong. King of Kong. The Ruthless World of Video Gaming in the 80s. The uh, Barkley Marathons. Oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, it's good and funny one. Yeah, so there's mm-hmm. lots of funny documentaries That's to out cheer there. you up. Yay! Aww. And whatever you do, do not watch. Uh, tell me who I am after this because no. It, because no, you can't take it. Because no, 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 not no. good. All right, well, that's it from us, Tracy. That's it. That's it. That's it for that's this week. Thanks for, for listening. For Join us in two Docs weeks' time mm-hmm. where we have another amazing episode of Docs That Rock. That's right. I'm Tracy Ferguson. And I am Sharida Darcy and Scott. And Barbara <laughs> Nigonica. Oh, Tracy just shot me the silver, the silvery cold shoulder there. Thank you, Barbara, for being here. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks, Barbara. Goodbye. Goodbye, Tracy. See you. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.